Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good Wednesday, everybody. I am Chris Halleck here on the Southside Beat. Corey Christen is not here. It's actually okay. Corey has been given the day off, a much, much deserved day off today. Um, he's been working so hard on uh, Steelers and Pitt, um, burning the candle at, if there can be three ends of a candle, he's burning it at all three ends of the candle. So, a much, much deserved day off. Corey, go enjoy it. Um, have a drink. Uh, have something to eat for me. Whatever you want to do, man, go do it. Um, welcome, everyone. I am a flying solo <laughs> yet again, and that's all right. I, I actually enjoy uh, interacting with you guys when you guys are, are coming at me with all your uh, Q&As or Qs, and I give A's. Uh, A's to go to the office choke. I'm not giving out AIDS to anybody. Um, if everybody hasn't seen The Office, trust me, it's a joke. I'm not just being inappropriate for no reason. What's up, Barbara? How you doing, buddy? Um, yeah, but it's a, it's a hump day today. It's Wednesday. Uh, I am I am uh, stoked, man. I'm stoked. It's uh, it's going to be a good day. Uh, I, I'm just excited uh, for, for the day itself. You know, Halloween was last night. I might be a little bit on a sugar rush right now. I might have eaten too many Reese's. I'm trying not to eat all my kids' candy. Um, yes, Mark uh, says what's up, and it says well deserved, Corey. Yes, Corey deserves a day, man. He he does. He's been working. He's been working hard. Uh, he probably spends more time on the south side, south side, uh, covering uh, Steelers and Pitt than he does at his own house. So, um, deserves a day for sure. Even if it's just thirty minutes talking football with you guys, uh, sometimes you just need that day where you don't think about work at all. Um, it's good for your mental health for sure. Um. But we are here to talk Steelers football. You want to talk anything else, man? Hey, Game 5 of the World Series tonight. Rangers can clinch it. My son's super-duper excited for it. If you want to talk some baseball, I'm all good for that, too. But we're obviously here to talk primarily uh, Steelers football. Uh, game tomorrow. It's a short week. Uh, I'm excited for it, man. Uh, I think this is a, I, I think the Steelers match up a little bit better this week. Um, the Titans aren't as good of a team as the Jaguars, even though they do look a little bit more rejuvenated. Uh, with uh, Will Levis at quarterback, so I'm I'm very curious to see how that plays out, um, especially with it being prime time. The Steelers typically do very very well uh, against rookie quarterbacks, especially in prime time. So 
uh, I'm very, very excited about. So if you guys want to come at me with anything, I'm happy to answer questions. I'm happy to, to, to react to your comments. Um, the one thing I do want to at least kick off with Stella actually coming in right, right now. Um, she's a $2 contribution. Appreciate it. Uh, couldn't find your call on the DK site. So, um, everything uh, that we publish is in the Steelers feed. So if you go to the feed, it's going to be there somewhere if you want to scroll down, but also on the homepage, if you want to go down to, uh, our, uh, the, like the latest columns or the latest articles by the staff, it is uh, a little further down, but you can find it there as well. Uh, the, the two latest things that I've done so far are, uh, was the chalk talk piece, um, that I did, uh, in reaction to the game where I looked at three plays where can't blame Matt Canada, man, players got to make plays. Um, you know, Matt Canada has his faults. No, no, uh, two ways around that. He has his faults. He has his issues. I still don't like this offense, but those are three plays where they left 18 points out there that, that they didn't put on the board. All they needed to do was a player make a play. Deontay's got to make a catch. Kenny's got to make a throw. Um, that's got to happen. And then I also did uh, Titans preview, uh, like a next opponent preview uh, that I've been doing every week. That came out last night. Um, uh, yeah, so those are those are there. Uh, like I said, you can either go down to the um, staff uh, section uh, on the homepage, or if you want to go over to the Steelers page, it's going to be in the feed. Uh, we always uh, put all of our stuff that we publish in there as well. So. Um, <clears throat> Fire Matt Canada says, uh, Kenny has thrown more TDs than Will Levis. Well, <laughs> not by much. <laughs> Will Levis has, has one, um, he has one game under his belt and he's got four touchdowns. That's something Kenny Pickett hadn't done yet. So as a matter of fact, uh, I think, um, I think uh, Kenny's only got multiple touchdowns, uh, throwing passing touchdowns. That is in a game one time. I think in his career. So Will Levis it took one one game for him to do that, and he threw four. So uh, Levis looks pretty good, man. Uh, I'm actually going to be looking uh, later when I have some time later. I'm going to watch uh, JT O'Sullivan's uh, QB school. He did a breakdown on Will Levis. I, I saw it pop up because I, I subscribed to that channel. Um, I gotta, I, I gotta check that out. I want to see his breakdown on it too. Cause obviously JTL Sullivan knows football way better, way more than I do. Uh, Robert asks, where's Corey? Uh, I, I expect just to come up. So I don't mind. Corey's been given the day off, uh, a well, well-deserved day off, man. He's been burning the candle at both ends with Steelers and Pitt. uh, deserves a day off for, for real. I, I think he even like, like was like, maybe I should come on the show. Today. I'm like, dude, if you're given the day off, take the day off, like for real, like, You'll be back to he'll be back tomorrow. He's gonna be back on the South Side beat tomorrow. Don't worry, he's gonna be here. We're gonna talk. We're gonna preview the game. We're gonna give our predictions for the game tomorrow. Excited about it. So uh that's bad ask. Will the defense get good turnovers this game? Well, they got three last game and they still found a way to lose. Um so listen, I, I do think I, I do think as, as good as Will Levis looked in his uh debut, and I I didn't really get to dig into the film too much on it because I had to preview the entire Titans team, not just Will Levis, but the bit that I did see where I did kind of look and kind of see what he was doing, uh, the looks that he was being given, man, he, he was pretty impressive, especially whenever he was given time to throw, uh, whenever he was kept clean, he was 14 to 17, man, that that's a high, that's a high percentage. doesn't matter what, what it is. I mean, even for, even when you're kept clean, man, those are, um, Man, 
That's because those weren't good turnovers. Look, any any takeaway is good. I mean, any takeaway is good. You 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 took the ball away. I mean, they they took the ball away three times. The Jaguars went to the red zone three times and didn't score a touchdown. Now you can question, like Demonte Casey, why in the heck did you run that out of the end zone? Just take a knee, get the ball to twenty yard line. Like that that's like a mental error. But I mean, I I don't know, man. Uh, I, I I will always take a turnover, even if you get the ball to two yard line. It's better than the other team putting it in the end zone or even getting a field goal. Um, Mark Cunningham asks, I'm worried about the secondary without Mika. Are you Chris? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt Williamson uh, did a war room piece, um, on, uh, on DK Pittsburgh sports.com, uh, pretty much called him the best firefighter on the team. He puts out a lot of fires in that defense. Doesn't matter if it's all the way back in center field, if it's up on the line of scrimmage, if it's in the box, if it's in the slot, if it's outside, wherever it is. Wherever it is, man, uh, he he's putting out fires all over the place, and now they've got to do that by committee. There's not one guy who can go around and do a bunch of different things on the defense. Now it's got to be Devontae Casey. We need you to be the best center fielder you can possibly be. Keanu Neal, you got to be the best box safety you can possibly be. You know, whatever it is, man, uh, you've got to ask multiple guys, two, three guys, to try to do what Minka does alone. Th- that that is just. Uh, <clears throat> That that's irre, it's irreplaceable. It might even be, and Corey made this point, so I I don't want to take that away from Corey. Made this point first. I might even agree with him that it might even be harder to replace Minka than it is to replace TJ, especially right now with the with the depth that they have. You know, Nick Herbig has come in even in the little bit that Nick Herbig has played, he's already been more impactful than than Malik Reed was last year. Um, I mean, he forced a fumble in, in that in that game against the Jaguars. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think as much as, as hard as it is to replace TJ and when you look at the numbers of how good the Steelers are with TJ on the field and how bad they are without TJ in terms of just wins and losses, which ultimately is the only stat that matters. Um, yeah, replacing TJ is a Herculean task. However, there's not one guy that can do what Minka does. It's, like I said, you're going to have to find two or three guys that could try to all combine and become some sort of Minka all together, like there's some sort of Steelers Megazord coming together. Um, and while Minka's just a Megazord all himself. You like the Power Rangers reference? Anybody old enough to watch the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers back in the 90s? If you are, leave, me, leave it in the comments for me because I – yeah, that was part of my childhood. Uh, let's see. Um, I know Cam is getting close to return. What happened to McFarland? I'm curious to see what his injury designation is going to be. Uh, when it comes to like the the basic like beat stuff, when it comes to like how close like players are to getting back, those as I mean, whenever I was on the beat and I was the beat reporter, those are questions I had no problem answering all day long because I'm there. I'm talking with guys every single day. I have a I have a finger on the pulse when you're not there. And this is, this is the reason why anybody who's doing anything from, from afar, if they're trying to be some sort of insider, if they're trying to pretend to be some sort of like um, some sort of expert and they're not there, they're not talking with the guys. They're not there every single day. They can't do what the guys do that are there. Right. Um, So I can't pretend to know what exactly is going on 
with Anthony McFarland. I'm curious to see from afar. Corey would be much better equipped to answer that because he is there every single day. And it's because he's there every single day that he's getting a much deserved day off today. Um, because he's been, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's taxing, man, being there every single day. Uh, it's taxing, you know, the Steelers only play once a week and, you know, on weeks like this, they play, you know, Sunday, then they turn around and play Thursday, but you know, it doesn't seem like it's that much, you know, when, whenever somebody's a baseball reporter, you're like, man, you know, that's a lot. You're, you know, it's 162 games. You, they're literally playing every single day, but with Steelers, it's like, dude, it's, it's six days a week. You know, and sometimes the one day that you get kind of to yourself, if they're traveling, you got to travel too. <laughs> so even then, sometimes an off day really isn't an off day because you got to travel. And uh, anybody who's done any kind of traveling in the past knows that traveling is not an off day, at least not to me. Um, let's see. Frank, I think you asked this before. Um, I, I don't know, or somebody, somebody else did. I'm not sure, but if the NFL is so concerned about player safety, then why don't they enforce mouthpiece rules? Wouldn't there be fewer concussions? I would think so. But I mean, listen, when it comes, I'm not going to pretend to know what the NFL is doing when it comes to, uh, when it comes to player safety. And I've got to think more than anything. And I really don't mean this, mean this as a shot at the NFL. Um, uh, I have to believe just because of the way the concussion lawsuits went down when, you know, CTE was being discovered and all this kind of stuff, you know, the movie concussion with Will Smith, that was a documentary or not a documentary, a movie that documented like that, you know, obviously it's a movie. So obviously some liberties taken with what actually happened, but overall when the NFL is going through that, I have to think that anything the NFL does is going to be to save themselves money. And so when it comes to, preventing concussions they're looking out primarily yes they don't want to see their players end up getting at least you would think you don't they don't want to see their players dying you know at, at ages 50 and 60 way too young because cte is destroying their brains but at the same time they were getting sued like crazy because of all those because of all those lawsuits because of and and they're trying to save themselves money. They don't want to be getting hit with all this stuff anymore. Now, especially since CTE and all of this, like studying about concussions and, and its impact on, you know, th their impacts on the brain is now begin beginning to be, I mean, you got YouTube doctors talking about it, social media doctors talking about it, whether they're right or wrong, it's always at the forefront of the discussion. And so they've got to look out and look and look out for themselves. And so I got to think anything that they're doing to try to protect themselves it's all about money. So I, I don't know if they're looking into the science of whether mouthpieces prevent you know, prevent concussions or not. I don't know. I But I got to think anything the NFL does is all about looking out for their own wallet. That's my own personal opinion. It could be it could be wrong. That's fine. I, I'm not wrong. I'm not right about everything. But that's my own little thing there. Um, uh, let's see. Couple of questions about like me, me being on the beat. Um, so I don't mind pulling, peeling back the curtain a little bit. Robert asked Chris, "What was the reason you left the Steelers beat?" Well, um, I mean, well, first off, I didn't. The main thing that I want to put on there is obviously I didn't leave the company. I still work for DK Pittsburgh Sports. Um, but the main reason, really, long story short, because it is a long story, is whenever I took the job, uh, obviously I was moving. I was going to move from Texas to Pittsburgh. Now my wife was a Navy recruiter at the time. She's under contract. Uh, and her contract didn't end until January. I took the job. My first day on the job was June 1 of 22. So obviously my wife 
and kids couldn't come with me if I'm going to be starting that early. So what we decided to do was I'll go up there, I'll start looking for houses. And then when we start getting closer to the end of the contract, we'll, we'll put our house in the market and then we'll try to make it work. Um, long story short. So I'm up in Pittsburgh by myself. Uh, the housing market flipped. So remember last summer when houses were flying off the shelf and people were making high, high percentages on selling their houses. Well, that entire thing just completely flipped upside down. Instead of our house being sold for what we could have gotten in August or September, by the time we put our house on the market in October and then going through November, December, January, February, when the housing market then completely like interest rates were going sky high, uh, nobody wanted to buy anymore. And so selling our house became um, dang near impossible. Um, buying a house there wasn't going to be so difficult. Buying a house in the Pittsburgh area wasn't going to be so difficult. We found actually we made offers on three different houses while we were there. Um, and so needless to say, we weren't able to sell our house. Um, and it got to a point where I couldn't live without my family anymore. I just couldn't. Um, didn't matter the job. Uh, DK echoed that. He's like, dude, there is not a job that's worth that kind of time away from your family. So it got to, it got, I got to, I got to my, my ending point, which was almost a year later. Actually, by the time I actually got back here, it was like four days short of a, an entire calendar year away from my family. Now I got to go back once a month, uh, you know, for, for, you know, almost once a month, but for the first like seven or eight months, it was definitely once a month. Um, so I wasn't like that entire time and I never saw my family, but it was still, when you're not there, it's, it, it's, um, it took a toll emotionally for sure. And so I needed to, I needed to get back to my family. That was the right thing to do, uh, which is why I'm back in Texas. And so, you know, who knows what the future holds? Who knows? I, I, I can't, I can't pretend what's going to happen in the future. Maybe, um, you know, certain things open up and, you know, there's an avenue back to, for us to move to Pittsburgh. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I can't pretend to know. Uh, and then Darren asks, uh, Chris, when you were on the beat, did you get any insight uh, info where the scouting and personnel departments were during the season uh, or is it secret squirrel? Uh, I mean, they're, they're kind of all over. I mean, they're, you know, each of them have their, you know, their regions and, and, you know, have their different assignments and everything. They're just kind of all over. Um, you know, and obviously the GM and, and, and all them will, they'll, they'll make their, um, their visits too. um, obviously that stuff, you know, uh, you know, because the college football season goes on during, you know, obviously the same time during the NFL season. So there's, but they're all kind of assigned to, to where they go. So they're kind of all over. There's not really, um, you know, any secret to that at all. And that's pretty, pretty typical, you know, just around the league, not just a Steelers thing. Um, yeah, uh, Mark says DK is the man. Most corporate drivers wouldn't work with you like that. Listen, I, 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 I don't, you know, I don't take compliments well, so I don't know how other people do. People do it, but DK, when I say I got to go home once a month, and throughout the calendar year, throughout the end of twenty two, DK actually paid for me to come back to see my kids uh, and see my family. So that wasn't money coming out of my pocket. He paid for that. All the credit is due there for that because, again, I wouldn't have been able to do that. I wouldn't have been able to spend that that kind of time. My kids are now they're seven and five. You know, at the time they're 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 six and four, and 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 I I, I can't. Uh, I can't be, I mean, I'm, those are precious years of my kids, man. I, I can't, I can't miss that. And, and I like, I'm not forgetting my wife and all this either. I love my wife to death. My wife and I had already been apart from each other for almost, almost an entire year, actually almost apart for almost an entire year because she was deployed in 2013 into early 2014. So like, 
I've spent enough time away from my wife. I don't want to do it anymore. And so, um, yeah, I, uh, uh, yeah, I needed to be back with my kids, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Swan says, uh, take this compliment. You and Corey are a good team. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Uh, Corey's, uh, Corey's like, he's, he's having to, he's having to do quite a bit, man. Like in his first, in his first year on this beat, also having to, also having to keep an eye on pit, you know, and, and try to do as much as he possibly can over on pit too, because that he doesn't want something. I mean, anybody who just subscribes to DK Pittsburgh sports for pit coverage, like, they like Corey, you know, and they want Corey to be able to concentrate on Pitt. But obviously, like, Corey's also helping out on Steelers. So we need guys, you know, that are able to do what Corey's doing. So, and then, then him and I, you know, we he helped out a lot with Steelers last year whenever I was on the beat. So we got a good report. We got a good thing going, I think. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Um, Jim says, don't even like to be away from my, or away from my daughter for a day. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't like being away from my kids. I don't at all. Um, I got to like every single thing. Now I am completely, um, completely invested in like my son played baseball. I, I didn't, you know, sign up to be like the head coach, but I'm kind of like right there. Second command with the head coach, you know, trying to, you know, cause I want to be right there. My daughter is about to start her T-ball season, which has been pushed back. That's the great thing about living in Texas, by the way, is that they can have like actual winter ball here. Um, it's it's still very hit and miss because right now the we've been having lows get down into the low 30s like actual freezing temperatures but then like over the weekend it's going to get back up into the 80s for highs um so you never know what you're going to have from day to day but you have the possibility of being able to play like t-ball and baseball and stuff like that and so i'm going to be doing that with my daughter too like i'm so excited to to get to do those things with them again um but uh let's see uh, Eric says, uh, or asked, do you think Mike Vrabel is a good coach? A lot of ex Steelers I thought deserved, deserved a chance. Wasn't Hunt, Arians, Munchak, et cetera. Uh, I mean, listen, I, I, when, when you look at what the Titans are doing, man, like it's not easy. Um, you know, it's not easy what they're trying to do at, at all. Um, you know, when you're trying to kind of rebuild, but also not go full tank, that that's, when you're trying to do like, I wouldn't say a rebuild, a retool, it's easier to do in a salary cap league, but it's still not an easy thing to do. Usually the best way to go when it comes to a rebuild is to go full tank. It's to really, really suck for two or three years. And then, you know, then you can, you know, stock up on those draft picks, get really, and use those guys to get really, really good again. But in the NFL, man, like you can kind of do a retool. It's a little harder, but listen, if they, if they, if they made it with like, if they, nailed it with Will Levis and if everything else that they're gunning, everything that they're developing on. And listen, that defense is doing something good. They're turning the guy like Arden key, who is already on his fourth team, I think. And he was in the 2018 draft. He's already on his fourth team. He is having a huge impact on their pass rush. Um, yeah. I think Mike Vrabel is a pretty good coach. I wouldn't like put him in like top tier or anything like that in the NFL, but I, I got respect for him for sure. 
Um, Stella with a $2 contribution. So now I like you more. Well, I appreciate it. Um, thank you so much for the contribution. Um, and listen, uh, yeah, Randy says, you know, family values are top priority. Days go by so, so quickly. Yeah, like for real. Um, it's it's all about, uh, um, yeah, it's it's always always about family, always about uh, time with them. Um, n- there isn't a job in this world that is worth that kind of time away. There's, there's just not, it's already enough time away when you're a beat reporter. You know, I talk, I'm talking about, you know, six days a week, you know, working, you know, cover Steelers during the season for a beat reporter covering football, or I can say covering the Steelers, you're working 70 to 80 hours a week. Easy, easy. It is not an easy job. It's a lot of hours. You're spending a lot of time there. Like I said, some weeks, especially if like other guys are taking you know, taking some time off or whatever. Some days you get you gotta you're having a seven day week because you know, like I said, that one day you might get, you've got to watch for roster moves before you know the day before a game, and you might be traveling. So it's a lot of work. That's already enough time. Then you're talking about living apart from your from your family. Yeah, that's I I had a limit on that, and. DK was very understandable about that. So, um, yeah. Oh, Brent coming in, man, said, uh, had a phone call, missed most of the show. I'll go back and watch it. Anyone who hits the like, sh- uh, share and join DK Pittsburgh Sports and go Rangers. So, this is interesting for me. So, my first beat I, I was ever on was the Texas Rangers. I was on that beat for two plus seasons. I was in the middle of my third season whenever I took, uh, took this job with DK Pittsburgh Sports, you know, whenever I moved to Pittsburgh. Um, and so it feels icky to cheer for a team that you've covered because that breaks every ethical journalism rule, like ever, like ever, you're not supposed to show any bias at all. You're supposed to completely, uh, you know, completely remove yourself from any kind of fandom. If you were a fan before, I obviously grew up a Pirates fan because, you know, both of my parents were from the Pittsburgh area, so I grew up a Pirates fan. But still, I lived in the Texas area long enough where you get, you know, you get a liking for the for the local team, you know, whatever. That all has to be removed. And it, I, anything was completely removed because that's just part of the job. And so now I'm on the other side of it. Yeah, I'm not on the beat anymore. So it still feels icky, but, but my son is huge huge into the Texas Rangers right now. Baseball is his favorite sport. He wants to be a baseball player when he grows up. He is hanging on by a thread with every single pitch of every single inning of every single game. He wants the Rangers to win. So for my son's sake and for his happiness, go Rangers. Um, Jim says, sorry, go D-backs. Hey, man, really impressive with what they've done this season, for real. Even if they don't win at all, man. Uh, even if they end up do end up losing tonight and they lose, you know, four to one in the series. Um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a heck of a season for them, for sure. And and the future is bright with the Diamondbacks, for sure. Uh, William says, it's okay to cheer for a team you cover, you're human. It's actually not, though. And see, that's the thing is that you can't, if you're trying to really cover a team, you really can't allow yourself to become emotionally invested because like, if you're a fan fan is short for fanatic, you are a fanatic of that team or for that team, you know, what, however you want to put it. Um, but you know, uh, pop <laughs> says it's hard for me to relate to baseball in October. Yeah. My entire, okay. So my age range, I'm born in 1987. I was five years old on when the Sid Bream play happened. 
So the only winning Pirates baseball I've like really can remember in my lifetime was 13, 14, and 15. That's it. So yeah, I I hear you, Bob. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, when it comes to cheering cheering for a team, uh, when it comes to cheering for a team, like listen, um, you, if you're if you're really trying to cover a team and be as objective as you can, and that really is the pr- like it is the proper way so that you can be the best reporter possible. Because if you have biases, if you have um, any kind of uh, subjectivity, it's hard to give the information in the context that it needs to be given. Because now, if you cross that line into subjectivity, into showing any kind of biases, where does it stop? Right. Oh, well, now I've got an agenda that I'm going to push because I don't like Kenny Pickett. Or now I've got an agenda because, you know what, Matt Canada may not be good as an offensive coordinator, but he did this and this and this for me. So I like him and I'm going to defend him no matter what. And those are obviously hyperbole statements. But I'm trying to give you extreme examples of what biases could look like once you get once you cross that line. That's why you've got to stay objective as a reporter because you have to be able to give the information to the fans in the best context possible so that they understand the full context. They fully understand what's going on with their favorite team. Um, yeah. So that, that's just, that's my opinion on it. So when you become at, listen, I said, I grew up, I grew up, you know, a Pittsburgh fan. So that means I grew up a Steelers fan. When I began covering the Steelers, my fan hat got checked at the door. No longer a fan. Like I can't be a fan while I'm covering this team. I can't. You have to remove it. And the good thing is, is that I was already, you know, a journalist for three years by that point. So I'd had plenty of practice of being a reporter. It's actually easier than you think. I think it might be. Um, <laughs> Mark says I'm in Central Texas. What about this? Or how about the Seven Carter kid? I remember when the Rangers got blasted. I covered. That was the first MLB draft I covered. They got blasted for selecting Evan Carter in the second round, like absolutely destroyed by every expert. Yeah. Experts don't always know everything. Uh, let's see. All right. We're getting near the end here. Let's kind of throw it back to football. Um, just because you know, I could talk baseball all day. I love talking baseball. Um, once I become a baseball, became a baseball reporter. I've been, I've been a member of the BBWAA for, for two years now. Love baseball. I could I could talk baseball forever, but this is a football show. I do kind of want to get back to get back to um to to football, especially because we're kind of getting near the end here now too. So, um, let's see. Uh, here let's uh. says <laughs> that's all you have to do. Throw your hat. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, check your hat at the door. Check your fan hat at the door. Not throw your hat. It's you know anyway. Um. But really quick, just quick, some quick thoughts, quick final thoughts here. Um, trade deadline, I'm okay with them standing pat. Like I said yesterday, I kind of wish they would have been able to you know, to be buyers if you could have gotten Jalen Johnson at the right price. I saw one report. I don't know how. I don't. I don't know how like verifiable that that report is. But um, if it was a second round pick or or nothing when it came to Jalen Johnson, I'm fine. That I'm glad with not giving up a second round pick for him. Um, uh, Jim, appreciate you tuning in, man. Uh, we're, we're going to be wrapping this up here in just a couple minutes anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, man, what was I, what was I saying? Complete derail there. 
Uh, yeah, that, that's that's fun to do when you're live and you just brain completely derails. That's good. Oh, yeah, trade deadline. Uh, I'm fine with them standing pat, pretty much. I, I would have liked to see them get Jalen Johnson, but not for a second-round pick, for sure. Uh, so definitely uh, like that. The Titans, man, they're 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 going to be um, – th- they can um, – they can be exploited. Uh, they're giving up almost eight yards per pass attempt. There will be opportunities to to attack them down the field through the air. There will be. Um, they have to be able to do it. They and really that that's that's what it boils down to. If they try uh, to to play dink and dunk all game and they don't try to stretch the ball down the field, uh, and, and again, it doesn't have to be go routes every single time. It can be a number of different things. It can be deep outs. It can be uh, slants against certain kinds of, uh, of coverages. Um, it can be the deep post. It can be a number of different things. Um, there are different ways to attack down the field. They need to be able to do it because the Titans are giving up chunks uh, through the air. So, um, yeah. Uh, final question here. Uh, drunk Turkey show. Great, great name, by the way. Uh, speaking of Kenny, what are your honest thoughts of his performance through 20 games? Listen, the, the clutch gene is there. Um, I love it. I love the fact that, that it didn't take long for him to show that. Um, it's, it's when you're talking about any intangibles for a young, um, for a young quarterback to have, um, when you're talking about those kind of intangibles, Clutch, being able to come back in the fourth quarter, having the, that ice in your veins, that's a great thing for any any quarterback to have, it, especially a young quarterback. Still need to see more with his pocket presence. Being able to stick in the pocket, not get happy feet, not want to bail too soon, and getting through his progressions faster. Obviously, the missed throws have got to stop. Missed throws are going to happen. The best quarterbacks in the world, even Pat Mahomes misses one every now and then. It just happens. You can't be perfect every single time. And I think that once the pocket issues fix themselves, uh, fi- fi- like fix, fix, fixes itself themselves. I can't remember my tense. I can't. I do a lot better when I'm writing than when I'm talking. Um, once those issues fix themselves, then I think you'll start to see more consistency with the throws. It's got to come with comfortability in the pocket. If he's not comfortable in the pocket, he's not going to be consistent from the pocket. It's just it's just that simple. Um, so he's got to become more consistent there. He's got to become more comfortable there. He's got to be better with his internal clock, not want to bail too early, trust his protection. It's been hard to trust that protection. I'm not taking that away from him. The protection's not always been great, but sometimes it is. And the one time you don't trust him and they get it going, then you bail yourself too soon, you end up getting your knee hurt, you know, like, like you did in Houston. It just happens. Um, you got to be able to, to trust himself, to trust your, to trust them and then trust your own self in the pocket. Um, Pittsburgh Toddy 86 says Kenny's like a microwave that takes two and a half hours to heat up. Listen, I mean, I think one, again, once those issues like in the pocket kind of fix themselves, then I think any of the other flaws that you see will start to kind of dissipate. You know, you'll start to see more consistent throws. You'll start to see, uh, him do better in the first half of games. You know, obviously it's not just the fourth quarter. He's actually been playing pretty well in the third quarter this year too. Uh, it is a number. It, it, it I, like all those issues that people want to complain about with Kenny. Once those core issues, like in the pocket, fix like are fixed, I really do think you'll see a much better quarterback. I'm not saying franchise guy. I'm not saying oh he's the next Josh Allen or anything like that. 
but good enough to be on a team that wins the Super Bowl? Yes. It's there. I'm not giving up on them. Three-year rule, three-year rule with a young quarterback. That's what I'm going with. If by the end of year three, I'm not convinced, then I'm done. Um, so, uh, assuming, I, I don't know for sure if it's actually going on today, but if it is going today, I would assume it's going to be at four o'clock Eastern. That's usually the time, uh, that it's set for. So, um, let's say, Hey, Mo is up in the air today. All right. Well, we'll see. Um, Logan says Kenny deserves the criticism, but he deserves deserves a better supporting cast. I actually think his supporting cast is good. I like, uh, yeah, he he needs a, a, a better offensive line in front of him. Dan Moore has got to like. I'm I'm done. I, Broderick Jones has got to be the guy from now on. That's that's what I think. Um, but uh, in terms of receivers, I like his receivers. I like his tight end. Uh, I like his running backs. I don't like the offensive coordinator. I don't like the offense. I think they need a better. They, they need a better coordinator. They need a different offense, one that's way more quarterback friendly, that gives him layups way more often, that gets receivers catching the ball on the run, not all this spacing crap where they're all running hooks and outs and comebacks and everything is coming back to the line of scrimmage. you got to be able to throw the ball so the guys can catch it on the run so that they can try to get some yak. Um, so Brent says, you need to hop on the Roan Foster show to advertise the show. It will blow up. Hey. Maybe we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens in the future. But for now, hey, listen. Any likes, any subscri- uh, subscribes, any memberships taken, man. We really appreciate you guys uh, so much. Uh, every all the support you guys give, seriously, it's awesome. Uh, cannot say enough. You guys are awesome. For, like for real. Um, Bob says great uh, great job today, man. And anyone who thinks it's easy to talk for a solid thirty and watch the comments is taking for granted. I appreciate it, man. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. I are I'm already a rancher to begin with. I have to I I have to really really pull like really really pull it back because I can like I said I could have talked baseball and kept going and going and going because I could talk baseball for hours. I love baseball, but. This is a football show. I can't. I gotta dial it down when it comes to baseball. I'm all. I'm all good with talking whatever you guys want to talk about. But at some point, I gotta like. This is about Steelers football. We gotta talk Steelers football. Yeah, catch it on the run, baby. Yep, Pittsburgh Toddy '86 is right, man. You gotta catch it. You got. You gotta get more guys. You know, catching on the catching on the run, slants, in breaking routes, drags. Uh, deep posts, you know, whatever you can, it doesn't always have to be in breaking, could be out, you know, could be out breaking, you know, uh, you know, nice corner, the corner route to, to Pickens in the first quarter uh, against the Jaguars, man. Kenny puts that ball in the right spot. Pickens is gone. He's gone. Beat his man, got the inside leverage on him. Then he broke it outside, you know, got his hips to turn at the right, you know, at, at the right time, put it outside on a corner route. If Pickett puts it in the right spot, man, Pickens is going to catch that on the run and he's going to go, you know, it could be it could be a number of different routes. I just don't like seeing all this spacing stuff. Enough with spacing concepts. Done. <laughs> Done. I'm tired of seeing it. Um, Robert, appreciate it, man. This is a good show. Appreciate it, man. All right, I got to wrap this up. Uh, my kids are going to be waiting on me. Uh, I got to go pick them up from school. So, um, listen, we're going to be back tomorrow. Corey's going to be back tomorrow. Uh, we're going to uh, obviously tomorrow's game day. We're gonna we're gonna be. It's all going to be about Steelers, Titan stuff, baseball talk, whether the Rangers, you know, clinch it tonight or the Diamondbacks force it back to Texas. Probably won't be talking any World Series tomorrow. Um, 
it's going to be all Steelers football tomorrow. Solid 30-plus minutes of talking Steelers-Titans. Um, going to give our predictions. Excited about the game. I, again, I think this is a little bit of a better matchup for the Steelers. Uh, I think this can be uh, – Robert, you forgot the chicken little part. Chicken little flea flicker. Um, <laughs> anybody who watched Little Giants. Um, the annexation of Puerto Rico. That's what Matt Canada needs to put in his playbook for sure. Uh, but we'll be back tomorrow, man. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to talk Steelers Titans tomorrow. Thank you guys for tuning in, uh, for, uh, all the, all the questions, all the comments, uh, you guys uh, chatting with me really appreciate it. Um, you guys are awesome. Seriously. Cannot say enough. You guys rock. You guys are what makes, makes the show go and grow. So like subscribe, share, do whatever you got to do. Force people that you love to watch this show. Force them to do it. I'm just kidding. Have a great Wednesday. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Peace out, man.